Hey, everybody. Jason here. Hey, listen, little shout out and uh, a heads up that uh, I'm finishing up Wealth Coffee Chats. Yeah, I know. I can hear you being sad about that already. On the 19th of December, I'm going to have a bit of a break. Uh, I'm sure you are too. And I'll be starting back. So finishing on the 19th and starting back on the 23rd of January. But don't fear, never fear. Um, we have chosen, we've grabbed the best of this year. And we're going to be doing some replays, live replays. I don't know. Does that make sense? Live replays. Anyway, we're going to uh, do some reminders of some of the best content uh, of this year. So you can uh, get your fix over the break and maybe refresh, remind yourself, focus in on the things that we uh, we had some aha moments throughout the year, some real, um, you know, understandings of what it takes to become a property investor. You guys know the drill. Uh, we've got a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. And, uh, you know, you need to buy something well and don't bloody sell. Anyway, there you go, folks. Merry Christmas. Have an awesome, awesome break. Happy New Year. And uh, look forward to catching up with you when I kick off again in January on the 23rd, 2023. And uh, I'm theming this one the best year yet. What's your word? What's your theme for 2023? Have you been thinking about it yet? Or maybe have a thought about that over the break. Anyway, folks, really appreciate you hanging out spending time uh, being there each morning with the Wealth Coffee Chats. And I look forward to doing more with you uh, next year uh, at the same time on the same bat channel, but we might freshen up the look. Anyway, there you go. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, bye for now. Well, hello and good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Marvellous Monday. Hope you're well, wherever you are. Hope your weekend. Uh, hope your weekend was good, relaxing, whatever you got up to. Good morning, Melinda. Good morning, Rodney. Good morning, Chris, Ashley, Rob, Tim. Hey, good morning, folks. Good to see all of you on this morning. Aaron, how are you, mate? Fiona, how are you, Kelly? Good to see all of you. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Like I said, while everything's warming up, I'll do the old uh, intros. Brendan, Teresa. Um, yeah, <laughs> had a shave. Had some time on the weekend. The children and the uh, the lovely the lovely missus was uh, getting a little bit uh, annoyed with my attempt at a beard. I'm, I can't I can't grow facial hair, Aaron, very well. That was weeks and weeks. So um, yeah, there you go. Anyway, shaved it off. Feeling a bit cleaner now. Anyway, there you go. Hey, morning. All the way from Rockhampton, Tim, Paul, Simon, Ashley. Good to see you. If you didn't already see it, I'll do it again. There you go. Boom. Nah, it's not going to work. Nah, it's not working. Jason Witt's my name. Most of you know that, but if you don't, uh, maybe like uh, Tim, let us know where you're coming in from. Popping all in from uh, Rockhampton this morning. If you're joining us for the first time or you haven't been for a while, um, I've been property investing uh, a fair while, over 20 years, helping property investors, maybe just like you, build their portfolios um, across Australia and New Zealand. It takes time, this thing, called property investing, folks. <laughs> yeah, 
Aaron, there you go, mate. Um, I get, I do get a bit jealous about that sometimes. Um, but yeah, listen. Each morning we get together, chat for about fifteen or twenty minutes over coffee. By the way, uh, that's why it's called Wealth Coffee Chats. Uh, about property investing, going the distance. Hey, there's lots of noise, always lots of noise. There's carry on malarkey here, there, and everywhere. And uh, it comes at you fast and furious. And as a property investor, we need to understand that, uh, you know, things take time to grow, mature, create the wealth that you desire when it comes to the world of real estate. It's certainly not a fast vehicle. And uh, when I mean fast, you know, daily, weekly. Uh, we as property investors need to understand that it's going to take time. If anyone tells you this is get rich quick, well, they are full of it. And um, move on from that and, uh, you know, take some time to understand what real estate can do and what it can't do as a property investor. Uh, And, uh, you know, got a couple of sayings, buy well, never sell. And this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take your time, folks. So that's what we do each morning, Monday to Friday, around about 10 past 8. We have a bit of a chat. What's going on? Some strategy, some ideas, some uh, current affairs, whatever it is, just to make sure we keep our minds on the game, our eyes on the prize of our long-term wealth when it comes to real estate. Today, I thought we might talk a little bit about finance. Um, <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Well, I thought we thought we might talk. Oh, Teresa's coming from Frankston. Good old Frankus. There you go. Someone in Melbourne. Yeah, you know what? I like it when it's a crispy, sunny day, especially the morning when it's a little bit chilly, but the sun's out. I like that. Melbourne does that very well. Morning, Sean. Matando. Good morning to you. So we talk about finance today. You know, finance is, um, you know, an absolute essential part of property investing, no matter who you are. Well, for most of us anyway. For the mere mortals uh, of us, we need finance. We need lenders. We need people to lend us money. Uh, and it's not all created equal. And um, there are actually three different types of, well, there's three different stages when it comes to finance. And um, for us as investors, we need to understand, you know, that uh, not only are there stages of investing, but there's stages of finance too. And if we mess those stages up, sometimes it can do us a disservice. It can hold us back from uh, building our property portfolio. So that's what I thought we would talk about today, team, folks. So uh, strap in and um, hang around. We've got about, let's say, 15 minutes together from here to quickly chat about finance. Hey, saw this um, on the weekend. I always uh, have a little look at some of the headlines. I don't really, I don't particularly care too much for the articles, but uh, I do have a look at the headlines and, and, and have a little look at what's out there so I can talk about these things with you guys just to make sure we make sense of certain things, information and data, you know, and, um, you know, Fin Review, obviously scratching around for something to write about says that, uh, you know, borrowers can save thousands finding a cheaper lender or switching to a redraw facility. Now, that might be true. Uh, It says, why your offset account may be costing you money. Now, that might be true, but uh, you guys tell me in the chat, and we'll talk about this as we we talk this morning, why, uh, why for some of us, 
an offset account, even though it might cost us a little bit more dollars and cents, is a better way to go. But let's talk about that. Maybe if if you know what that means, put that in the chat. But let's have a talk about you know borrowing and the conversation of what type of borrowing, what type of lending do we apply at different stages in this journey? There's the acquisition stage. You guys know this. If you haven't seen this, you've been living under a rock or it might be your first time here. So there you go. I'll let you off. Um, the acquisition stage, the consolidation stage, the lifestyle or legacy stage. Legacy stage. Um, yep. Easy to get access. Yep. There you go. So, you know, for, for me, for you as a property investor, we need to understand that number one thing for our dollars and cents, our money and um, our ability to borrow and buy real estate needs to, we need to have control. We need to have access, all right? So in the early days, in the acquisition, this is when you're buying your property, uh, your properties, buying. Now you're adding properties to your portfolio. That's a pretty wonky looking property. Um. There's certain behaviours in here that we will entertain. What are they? Let me, you know. Let's talk about these. Let's talk about them. Number one, we we might uh, borrow. Let's call this at eighty nine percent higher loan to value ratios. Who's heard of the idea or the the conversation from the lenders and the banks? Oh, you know, uh, borrow at eighty percent because you might have to pay. What is it? Lenders, mortgage insurance, LMI. Now, LMI is perfectly fine, perfectly fine when you understand its value, especially in the acquisition phase of growing your portfolio. You know, if you can borrow it, let's say, and ch tell me in the chat why you'd borrow at 89 or I think it's like 80, 88.9 or something percent when it comes to uh, borrowing. We used to call it 90% lending, but... These days, we're being a bit more accurate. You know, 89% lending in the acquisition phase. Interest only, folks. Interest only because we need to understand that, uh, you know, having access to our cash flow. Now, here, th this is another thing. Offset. Offset. And, um, you know, for all of us, when it comes to the idea of finance, you know, some people say, oh, well, interest only, do I ever pay it off? Yes, you do pay it off, and you can. You don't pay all the debts off, by the way, but, you know, this is what, what it looks like. And, you know, make sure you understand if you are setting up, if you are setting up um loans against existing property, especially your Prince Place of Residence, you have you can use splits, different loans at different um, at different stages with your lending. That makes things easier for tax deductibility, tax deductions. Okay? So there's five main things at the acquisition stage team. Pay LMI that if that gets you that extra property. Interest only saves money in your pocket, real cash flow, interest only, then you put the money in the offset account and, uh, you know, splits on loans so you can track them to make them more tax deductible. Now, for all of us um, here, 
this is pretty important to understand because if we want to continue to purchase our properties, having access to our dollars and cents needs to be driven by putting all of our dollars, all of our money into our offset account. And and uh, you guys might have seen this before. You know, you've got a Prince of Place of Residence. You've got an offset account. Uh, offset. And what goes in there? Well, your wages go in there. Your rents go in there. Uh, your tax deductions go in there. What else goes in there? Anything, any dollars, any money that you receive that you get from anywhere in your life goes into your offset account. Why do we put every single cent we have in our offset account in those early days? And, and often it's use, useful. You know what happens? You know, uh, some small business owners, you know, hold their, um, their uh, trading cash in their offset account, trading cash in their offset account, trading cash in there. Tell me, what is good? What what happens? Why do we put as much money as we can in our offset account? You know, when is the interest calculated, folks? Tell me, how is the how is interest calculated when it comes to lending? Hey, good morning, David, Chris. Good to see you. You know, how is interest calculated? Is it uh, calculated monthly, fortnightly, weekly? No. Yeah, it offsets in the mortgage, yep, and it's calculated daily, folks. Daily. So every cent, <laughs> am I doing that right? Daily, there we go. Every day, every dollar and cent that you have in the offset account is now reducing the cost of your interest, okay? And if that cost of an interest, that saving, you can now grow your equity in your property, which you can then redraw or turn into a split loan, another loan, and uh, buy another investment property. So there you go. So in the acquisition stage, this is the behavior. This is the acquisition lending behavior, okay? This is the stuff that we need to do. Now, over here, if we are looking, and oh, I forgot something very important over here, Tell me, number six, what did I forget? Uh, the Probably the one of the most important, you have different lenders, different banks. You, you'll have five, four, five, six different lenders, folks, in the acquisition phase, all right? Different lenders. You don't stick with one. Why don't you stick with one lender? In the acquisition phase, tell me that in the chat. Okay, tell me why. Why don't you just go, oh, one lender, that's easy. Because that's what a lot of people do. They say, oh, it's easy to stick with one. What happens when you just stick with one lender? All right, they hold you back. As they get more exposure to your financial situation and position, excuse me, that, that lender reduces the amount of money that they will lend you. That they want to lend you, folks. Yep, yep, um, yep. Risk or money's clause, cross securitization. They they over the whole portfolio. They they tend to reduce your loan to value ratio as we go. All right, here we go. So in consolidation, they control your money. That is right. They control everything, Sean. You know, um, as we go. 
So in the consolidation phase, this is where we might start to, over here, this is in the consolidation phase, we might start to do things like this. We want to keep our lending under 80%. What, what, what's one of the main reasons we want to keep our lending under 80% in the consolidation phase as we get, yep, there you go, Paul. Yep. Um, and one of the main reasons at consolidation phase is that when you, for many of us, if we're borrowing under 80%, we can have, it's much uh, cheaper lending. So you can get lower interest rates, you can get better conditions, you can have better loans, you know, and you can actually get, you can actually get often, depending on the loan to value ratio, LVR, a bit lower, okay, at, at, at under 80%, you can get what's called desktop or drive-by valuations. Uh, and often lending is easier. It's, it's more tick and flick lending when it comes to you and your portfolio, okay? So consolidation, the lending gets a little bit easier. We would look to have debt reduction. Debt reduction, okay? In this phase, sometimes, sometimes, People kick it over from interest only to principal and interest. If you're, if you have finished the cons, the the purchasing of your properties, okay, you may get a better interest rate on principal and interest. You then contribute towards debt reduction, okay. Depending on your cash flow, depending on what you're up to, when it comes to this type of borrowing and lending, okay. Now, for many of us. We want sort of our properties to property values to do that, and we want our debts eventually over time, over a twenty to thirty year period. Obviously, we want our debts to go down, and this is where we are, you know, becoming on paper at the very least reasonably wealthy, right? So, what happens now? What's the biggest issue down this end of town? Um, we want to have access to our equity, folks, access to our equity. Now, this consolidation phase for some of us becomes a challenge when we get our equity stuck. Anyone know anyone with stuck equity? Um, anyone know anyone with stuck equity? Are you on the call today, on the live today, and your equity stuck? Uh, you know, we've got a significant amount of wealth. Have a look at, you know, our property values have grown. We've got millions of dollars, you know, millions. Anyone have their equity stuck? Your property values, yep, Bob, yeah, like, so what happens is your property values grow faster, significant, it's a good problem to have, uh, but it is a pain in the bottom, um, that you can't have access to your lending, okay? You can't have access to your equity, and it's really annoying. All right, so this is where over here we might think about different types of lending. Now, this is kind of like wash your mouth out, Jason, um, type of lending. <laughs> However, um, as we get down to the end of this thing, we may uh, look to bundle properties together and cross-securitize and release equity, okay? But in this section here, we might look at non-bank lending, we might, because we want to unlock equity, okay? Uh, non, not no bank, uh, non-bank lending. And closer 
to the Lifestyle Legacy phase team, closer to the Lifestyle Legacy, we may choose to bundle two to three properties together with a low loan-to-value ratio, and we might cross-securitize. Why would we cross-securitize? Tell me that in in the chat, folks. Only at the end of this thing when we're kicking into when we're kicking into the acceleration phase, right? So acceleration for income over here. I'm not explaining it super clear this morning, but uh, cross uh, security. All right. Tell me why in, in the chat, why would we cross securitize? Because when we give the lenders uh, significant amounts of equity, right? So if you gave them two properties and they had you know, and we borrowed, let's say, at a lending ratio, a loan-to-value ratio of 60%, they often will release equity. That's how you get your equity stuck when, you're, when you borrow at the better deals. That's right, Chris. So over here, at, in the acquisition stage, you want this. This is the game, right? The most leverage safely as possible. Pay a little bit of LMI put it on interest only, buy these properties. The point is acquisition. Accumulate, yep, accumulate more real estate. Then closer to the end, like Alison's saying here, of your acquisition phase, you know, you owe less. Uh, The properties are worth more. There's less risk for the lender. So they will entertain releasing some funds for you to turn into the acceleration acceleration okay as we go now the third phase the third phase is the phase where now you want to keep access to some equity open now this is the third phase where you're looking you're usually looking at between 30 and 40 percent loan to value ratios lvrs okay um, and you want to keep oh that's a terrible uh, color isn't it? Uh, you want to keep these loans open. You want to keep your debts open, okay? Because as the older you get, when you're sort of seventy and eighty, okay, you'll never get a loan. You're <laughs> very difficult to get a regular loan, okay? But if you set your loans, you know, let's say at sort of you know fifty-five to sixty-five and you reset them for, let's say, 20 or 30 years, you can still have access to that mortgage at some point, okay? So loan, uh, uh, keep your loans open, don't pay them off, and use those that equity for acceleration deals, right? This is equity arbitrage, you call it before, equity arbitrage. <coughs> I sound a bit nasally at the moment. It was really windy here on the weekend and there's so much pollen in the air affecting my uh, my sinuses. All right, equity arbitrage uh, or the acceleration phase when it comes to you and your lending, okay? So we've got the acquisition, high LVRs, lenders mortgage insurance, interest only. Then we consolidate, keep it under 80%, turn it into debt reduction if you're ready. Um, you can do non-bank and then there might be some cross-securitization. Third phase, low, low LVRs. Keep your loans open and use those uh, that equity for acceleration and you know equity arbitrage activity 
as we go along. There you go. Hopefully that makes sense. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, hopefully that makes sense, folks, when it comes to you and your borrowing. Because for all of us, as we go along, yeah, let's go back to that article for a second. <coughs> yep, you might you might save a couple of bucks for your redraw facility. However, um, in redraw, like Alison said, I think it was Alison or Sharon. Sharon said, when you have a redraw compared to an offset, you have to ask for that money back, okay? That's why we don't do principal and interest at the start of a loan, folks. When you pay off principal at the start of a loan, you're giving the money back to the bank. You don't have control of it. Um, if you need access to that money quick, then we need to make sure we put it in the offset account. <coughs> All right, there you go. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted, folks. We got mentoring tonight. Make sure you come along. Uh, Sam's doing uh, a really good, awesome prezzo about the concept of profit linked to good design property. You know, especially in times like these where you've got a little bit of uncertainty in the marketplace, very, very, very interesting extra value when it comes to designed property very well, property designed very well compared to property not designed uh, well at all. So there you go. Come along tonight and there's a bunch of other really awesome stuff we're going to cover as well. So there you go. It is uh, seven. You should have got an email or a link in the mentoring program. Team, make sure. Ah, oh, awesome. Joining for the first mentoring session tonight. Great to have you here. Thanks. That's awesome. There you go. Uh, you'll receive an email if you're in our mentoring program. Doug, uh, you'll get the, the communique either via email or text. There you go. Awesome. And if you're not in our mentoring program, Doug, you should be. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for joining me. See you tonight. Be awesome. Be well. Bye for now. Join me tomorrow for another one. Adios.